This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. The NFC playoffs, and then later on we'll get into the AFC here in a few minutes, including the Jags and the Chargers in Jacksonville. But let's start out west in San Francisco, Chelsea, where the Seahawks are visiting the Niners. Niners laying 10 points. The Niners are minus 550 on the money line. Seahawks are plus 400, and the total is 43. Total has come down a half point for 43 and a hook. Niners swept Seattle during their regular season, 22-7 back in week two, 21-13 in week 15. And I got to tell you, I'm not a fan necessarily of laying double-digit spreads in the NFL postseason, but I might do it here because this Niners defense is playing as well as it has all season. Brock Purdy, I keep waiting for him to hit a wall. He won't do it. And I just don't know if you're the Seahawks, how you're going to be able to slow down San Francisco on the ground. I think Christian McCaffrey has a huge game too. Yeah, uh, I think this is probably one of the rare cases where I probably would lay it with the Niners just because top to bottom, they're a great team. We've already seen this story before in which the matchup does not favor the Seahawks. You know, when you score a total of 20 points over the course of two games against the defense, doesn't look like you're going to be trending in the right direction for this one. So I think it's probably the Niners minus 10 for me. I don't love laying double digits in the postseason, but it just looks like the right play. The Niners, the fact that they're riding into the postseason with a ton of momentum, and plus the Seahawks needed some help to get into the postseason and did not end the year as a team that was really great to bet on. They had a lot of – didn't they have an overtime game? Like I feel like when you play the Rams close – that's not a team that I want to bet on, to trust in mm-hmm. any regard or fashion. But the matchup to look at in this one is the fact that the Seahawks do not defend the tight end position very well. Uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL at uh, you know yards against when it comes to opposing tight ends. Last time out, George Kittle, four catches, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. So if you're looking at the props market, maybe George Kittle is the guy to target once again, going against the Seahawks defense that clearly does not know how to handle tight ends. I think that's very smart. I just don't see Seattle keeping up with the Niners and good on the Seahawks. The fact that they're here, I think is an incredible story because before the season, I was very vocal about how much they were going to stink. So good on Geno Smith, but I think that run ends this weekend out by the Bay. On Sunday, a 4.30 kickoff between the Giants and the Vikings in Minneapolis. The Vikings are laying three. They are minus 160. On the money line at BetMGM, the Giants are plus 135. And the total is set at 48.5. That is up from 47.5. Remember, it wasn't that long ago, week 16. The Vikings won 27-24 in overtime, and it took a 61-yard field goal to do it. I am on the Giants here. Give me the G-men plus three. I think they can keep it close just like they did a few weeks ago. The G-men rested most of their stars last week against Philly in a game that 
It was already set for them. The Eagles needed the win. Giants didn't need the win. And I don't expect Daniel Jones to knock anyone's socks off as far as passing the ball, but he can have success against a Vikings secondary that is really weak. So give me a big blue plus three. Do you think this is a game that you need to bet on now? Do you think the line will move towards the Giants? Or do you think you'll see money come in on the Vikings? Because that's the thing. When it's at the key number of three, if you like the Giants, you should probably get them right now. Because if it goes to two and a half, that's a completely different ball game. Like, obviously, they can still win outright, which I believe is something that definitely can happen against this Vikings team that's been kind of, you know, bit of frauds this year, Mm -hmm. especially with that secondary being so bad. So uh, if you like the Giants, bet them now. Also think it's a good spot for a teaser. We've seen one thing from the Vikings this year. If they're winning games, they're not blowing out the other team. I think only one of their wins, if you take out that win over the Bears, who they were playing Nathan Peterman, so that was a give-up game for the Bears. (laughs) Right. Only one of the games the Vikings have blown out an opponent by more than a touchdown. First game of the season against the Packers. So – Great teaser leg. Also like the Giants just straight up as uh, plus three dogs here. I'm going to be with you on that. Let's see if that line moves throughout the week. But if you like it, definitely grab it now. I think the Giants get more points or at least a half point as the week goes on. Monday night, it is Monday night football. Cowboys at the Bucks. Cowboys laying three points. Cowboys are minus 150 on the money line. The Bucks plus 125 total set at 44 and hook. Way back in week one, the Bucks won this game 19-3. Not a whole lot you can take from that because it was so long ago. But I like the home dog here, Chelsea. Who do you like? Yeah, it almost seems too easy, right? Just the way that yeah, the Cowboys does. are playing. Dak Prescott has been so, so bad, whether it's costly interceptions like that game uh, against the Titans where it was kind of close in the first half, uh, or that last game where his completion percentage was like 50%. I think it was like 14 of 37. I'm not doing the math, but that ain't great when it comes to completing passes. So the way that the Cowboys are playing right now, plus the added fact that it's not a team that I really want to trust in the postseason because mm-hmm. hasn't that been the problem for even the best of Cowboys teams during the regular season is the postseason rolls along and they just turn into mush. They turn back into a pumpkin and Mike McCarthy is not helping that cause. Not a coach that I want to trust in the postseason. So I'll take the Bucks, even though the sabotage factor is the Bucks really haven't been a good team this year. Like I know they're in the playoffs, but they have mm-hmm. a losing record. Tom Brady's been all right. But are we giving Tom Brady too much credit here and this Bucks team that, you know, if you take away the name Tom Brady, if you take away the Tampa Bay Bucks, they've not been a good team this year. They have not. But I will say that we should give Tom Brady some credit because we know how he steps it up in the playoffs. His resume is unmatched. But also the past two or three weeks, Tom has played some pretty good football. He threw for 425 yeah. yards a couple weeks ago. So it, the problem is Tom Brady has set the – the bar so high that anything he does that is simply above average doesn't make the cut. I love the Bucks here. I don't like the way the Cowboys have played over the past three weeks. Certainly don't like that they didn't show up in D.C. So give me the Bucks plus three. Maybe it's a square play, but I'm on Tampa. Coming up in 10 minutes, P.J. Glasser from Inside the Betting Lines has already picked his favorite games for this weekend. He'll tell us what they are in just moments. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. And after we're off the air, check out BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. As the lines move, they keep you up to date with what it all means. It is all of BetQL and all available on the Odyssey app. Let's move to the AFC. A Saturday, 8.15 in the evening kickoff between the Chargers and the Jags. The Chargers 
laying a point. Chargers minus 120 on the money line. Jags even money. Total set at 47. This has come down from Chargers laying a point and a half. So a little bit of L.A. money coming in. And Chelsea, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good one to watch between two really electric young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. I think I'm leaning with the points here. Jacksonville coming into the season on a high note after sending Tennessee packing, but also it's been a Jags team that's been a little volatile because at times they look like this amazing team. Trevor Lawrence looks like a great quarterback, but then you'll see like little flashes of the reasons why maybe Trevor Lawrence is still developing. Like he'll miss a few wide open passes and luckily it did not cost them against Mm -hmm. the Titans. And I'll say one thing, like the Titans probably should have won that game for most of the game. Uh, It kind of came down to the final minute. So I don't know. I think both of these teams are very talented, but hard to trust. Like you said, you don't want to trust Brandon Staley. So I think for me, it's a teaser leg. You get the Jags at home all the way up to a full touchdown and that's how I would play this one, if any way at all. Yeah, I think, gosh, it's tough because I, I my initial lean is the Jags, right? Because of how they've sort of willed themselves into the postseason. And I don't like the fact that the Chargers are banged up again because Brandon Staley don't, doesn't know what he's doing. But the Jags' pass defense is really, really bad. And the Chargers are so pass-heavy, they could maybe take advantage of that. So I'm like you. I feel like maybe a teaser spot is the best way to approach that game in particular. Let's move to Sunday. A 1 o'clock kickoff between the Dolphins and the Bills in Buffalo. Bills laying 10.5 points. Bills minus 600 on the money line. Dolphins plus 425. The total set at 44.5. Spread has come down a half point from Bills minus 11. Total is up a half point for 44. They split the season series. Dolphins won 21-19 in week three. Bills won 32-29 in week 15. This is all about who the Dolphins play at quarterback. And right now, they're playing Skylar Thompson. Tua Tungabailoa wants to play, has not been cleared. If he does, this line will shorten. But as it stands right now, I think I would lay the number with the Bills. Yeah, doesn't it almost seem sacrilegious to bet against the Bills I right know. now? It does. Like nobody's yes. playing with more purpose and more heart right now than the Buffalo Bills. And maybe it's not going to be as emotionally charged as that game against the Pats. But like, how do you back the Dolphins right now? Just saying it's too many points. But usually when the Dolphins lose, they like get blown out. And they've had some bad ones. Uh, and especially... When they have Skylar Thompson, because it would be one thing if it was Teddy Bridgewater, because there's not that big of a drop down from Tua to Teddy. But there's a big drop down from Tua to Teddy to Skylar Thompson. So if it is Skylar Thompson, I think I'd probably lay it with the Bills. Or another angle, the Bills in the first half. There's a few teams in the NFL that have been really good in the first half. The Buffalo Bills have been one of them, one of the highest scoring teams in the first half of games this season. So maybe you take a look at a points total for the Bills in the first half. Oh, God, yeah. That drop down is like saying, hey, you got this Tesla driving around and someone takes it away and says, how about this geo tracker? Give that a spin see how it goes. They could not move the ball on offense at all last weekend. So, yeah, I'm like you as it stands, unless a different quarterback plays for Miami, I'm staying the hell away from the Dolphins. Finally, on Sunday night, the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals laying six and a half points. They're minus 300 on the money line. Ravens are plus 240. Total is 43 and a hook they split the season series Bengals won last week where are you going here god i was just laughing because you mentioned geos 
that's kind of what the Ravens offense has been, a Geo Metro. Uh, sorry if I'm offending someone out there, but it's been a clunker. If you look at this Ravens offense, it's really hard to trust, no matter who the quarterback is. Because initially I thought to myself, well, maybe if we get some good news and maybe if it's not Anthony Brown, you can trust the Ravens to cover this number. But this Ravens offense hasn't scored more than 20 points in six straight games. Even with Lamar Jackson, the offense untrustworthy. I'll take the big one. So, someone needs to say it. The Geo Metro was discontinued in 2001. If you're still driving one, you gotta. it's time <laughs> to upgrade. You're, you're, you're put, posing a real safety risk to you yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. You've earned it. New year, new you. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.